0: Talking about my top ten picks of exercises to um, improve athletic performance and to improve, uh, you know, the the development of athletes. So we talked about in that power sequence of exercises, snatch grip deadlift. I'm gonna right off the bat go ahead and recommend that movement to you. Snatch grip deadlift for the win. Um, Being that it is a great exercise for incorporating and um, uh, training the posterior with a dynamic movement pattern, um, multi-joint exercise. And you're getting the most motor unit recruitment out of it. So if you're talking about time under tension and training all of the body within one exercise, snatch grip deadlift is going to be the one. Squat just the OG squat, I really love the OG squat. Um, I think it's it's one of those movements that you can get a whole weight room excited with, and I really like the squat. I know there's a lot of, uh, especially if you're looking at you know muscle um, development and, and maybe even um, aspects of motor unit recruitment, there are better exercises, I know that, but our squat in general is just one of those movements that I believe, you know, you're you're testing your maximal strength here. We're talking about grinding reps. We're talking about, you know, being able to take the weight of the world on your shoulders and press it off of you like that. To me, um, aside from the mechanical advantages of this movement and in doing this exercise, just the sheer uh, grit that that exercise uh, entails is is surely um, providing a gut check to the individual Uh, the next one I want to go into is our three-dimensional lunge patterns. so we're talking about forward lunges you like the clicking of my pen here we're talking about forward lunges we're talking about lateral lunges and we're talking about reverse lunges so these lunge patterns you know they're really um, they're a really good way of working multi-directional changes and challenging the mobility within the ankle so you heard me talk about flexibility you heard me talk about mobility Those are two aspects that I hold near and dear to my heart um, because personally I've improved them and it has changed the game for me in my performance. So I really, really do believe in our 3D lunge patterns and I think it's a great way to train the quadricep and hamstring muscles as well as challenging the directional changes um, that an athlete will see in their performance in competition. Uh, the next one is a hang clean so I like this uh, I like this movement because I am a sports performance coach Um, you know I'm gonna definitely lean and be more biased towards these performance lifts in the form of a clean so a hang clean is a position that I think is optimizing uh, our again our efficiency with the lift Uh, power cleans you can make an argument for sure You know power position cleans you can make an argument for sure Uh, hang cleans in general to me are a great way to incorporate uh explosiveness at the hips you know still get our low back engaged but um in in a way you know we're we're not like how many athletes let me put it to you this way how many athletes are starting off the floor right maybe your linemen so think of it like this your linebackers you're gonna want to have them doing hang cleans and your linemen you'd have do power cleans because they're starting from the floor your linebackers are starting in a standing position anyway so that's why it's kind of hard to dictate like again which one's better it's really situational so hang clean slash power clean you know I'm gonna leave that one up to you coaches or individuals out there if you're considering your sport look at where you're starting, look at where you're at in space and emulate it with the exercise or find an exercise that works in conjunction with the movement pattern you're exhibiting in your sport. Boom, you just learned how to be an exercise physiologist. Um, So I bet you never thought you'd learn that. Uh, Anyway, you can tell I'm kind of rushing through this. I don't wanna get us at an hour of um, listening time here. Uh, But we're going to go into plyometric box jumps to follow up with. I really love box jumps. They are a great way to challenge your aerobic capacity, um, you know, doing 20, 30 of them at a time. Really great workout, um, gets the blood flowing, gets your sweat. But I like it because it's it's a dynamic movement, but we're also working lot of different things here. So we're not only getting a total body exercise, but we're targeting our posterior and we're having a different effect of tension on the musculature. So we're developing aspects of type 2 muscle fibers because we're working an explosive pattern of a movement. So um, yes, it can become an aerobic kind of uh, exercise as well if you're going for bouts of, you know maybe 15, 20 seconds or more. Um, but if we're talking about a plyo box jump and it's, it's uh, somewhat weighted or maybe you're just going for uh, top height, you know, that's going to be where you're working um, that type 2 kind of fast twitch muscle fiber of being able to power through and jump uh, as high as you can there. So the plyo box jump, really good one landmine squat plus the press so the landmine uh with the barbell i'm sure a lot of you have seen uh it's that piece of equipment that looks like a joint near your power rack and you can house a barbell within it and um i love the landmine because there's just so many versatile like exercises you can do there but if if i had to choose one i would say it's your squat and your press movement so we're talking about two pressing motions um, One is eccentrically loading uh, because you're squatting into position and you're concentrically pushing because you're standing up. In addition to that, your working aspect of um, uh, push press as well on the upward concentric portion of the movement. I just think it's a great way to develop this aspect of total tension on the body and power, 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 power. Translating that power from the floor to your um, chest and arm to push that barbell is uh, gonna pay dividends to athletes in athlete development. Sled pushes, so going off this aspect of pushing, sled pushes are a great way to, again, work this aspect of resistive sprint or resistive work, um, but sled pushes are, are just a grinder exercise. I think it's, it's an exercise that um, you can get a lot of uh, aerobic benefit from. Uh, It's one that you can do a few times and feel like you just got into a fight with uh, Muhammad Ali in his prime. So um, certainly a great way to challenge your central nervous system in conjunction with this next exercise. Fast, excuse me, ball slams. I jumped ahead. So ball slams are, I would have to say, probably my second favorite on this list uh, under the snatch grip deadlift. Ball slams are so much fun. So if we're talking about training maybe a kid who hates fitness or, 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 or training um, an athlete that uh, doesn't like conventional barbell or dumbbell movements, ball slams are a lot of fun because you can really like find out what motivates your athlete, right? So like a, <laughs> a lot of my athletes don't like me in the moment and I'll be like, hey, pretend that's my face on the floor, right? Like slam that damn ball, send it to cha- send it to China, is like I always try to say. Um, but ball slams are a great exercise. It challenges our dynamic and functional movements, especially if you're, you know, having strong, um, uh, a strong posture throughout your movements. Pushing your butt back on the squat to pick up the ball, you know, taking that ball to the hip, popping your hips up in a triple extension, bringing that ball overhead, and then slamming down to the floor and repeating. Um, that's how I like to do my ball slams. I know it's different amongst coaches and athletes alike, but that's the one I'm describing to you, and I would highly recommend you trying. Next one is a burpee, uh, but starting with fast feet. So fast feet, chop, plus a burpee. Um, what this looks like is imagine it's two-a-days. Uh, again, for those of you that play may have played football, um, you're on the football field. Your coach tells you to go ahead and uh, line up on the line, you either know you're doing sprints or burpees and you know they're going to tell you fast feet so you start chopping your feet really fast right off your toes and you're moving your feet as fast as you can trying to shorten the amount of time your foot is on the floor and remains contact on the floor. So you got your fast feet chop and then at the whistle a burpee so I like this exercise because it's training this aspect of um, you know working on acceleration and working on reaction so if we're talking about athletes and developing athletes we need to work on their speed we need to work on the reaction time we need to be able to have them train um, a burpee so that they can execute a dynamic movement getting up and down from the floor right so Fast speed chop plus burpee, definitely a great exercise to do. And then the last one I'm going to say uh, with no specificity in the variable of the exercise, but speed ladder. I think speed ladder is a very overlooked piece of equipment as well, and it's more or less uh, people who look at it for football training. And i got to tell you, it can be further from the truth. Speed ladder is for wrestlers. Speed ladder is for tennis players. Speed ladder is for everyone. Speed ladder is a great tool to supplement your agility workouts, to supplement your footwork, um, to supplement your reaction time uh, training. So all of these things, again, working in conjunction with each other, whether it's speed, whether it's power, flexibility, or core, you know, we're considering these movements. Um, and that's why I brought you the uh, top 10 picks of exercises for developing an athlete. Again, this is my list. This is not something that I think, um, you know, every athlete in terms of uh, being built the same, like, no, nobody's built the same. But if I were to see a solid foundation of an athlete and they are pretty proficient and at an intermediate level and ready to get to an elite level, I would choose these 10 exercises um Because I find that in my practice as well as my individual training efforts, you know, this has paid dividends for myself as well as my athletes. So that is it for today's show, you guys. Thank you so much to all of the listeners who have uh, stuck around and had a chance to tune in and, um, you know, listen to some of the insight I'm providing on Uh, exercise prescriptions because ultimately how you train is dependent upon what your life is like. You know, if we're an athlete, we know we have to be ready for competition. We know that we have meets coming up. We know that we have deadlines to meet. You know, so we have to be able to train at higher intensities and push the pace at 90 plus percent in certain blocks of training, whether they're two or three weeks long, and then taking, you know, some time off You can't do that as as a general population right so no athlete is going to train the same as another athlete in terms of um, across different sports Uh, and then also considering training programs for general population you know there's different needs you guys like I get a lot of questions about um, training like an athlete when the person's working you know 60 70 hours a week they don't have that much time to put towards these types of movements. So we we need to just focus on things that are more, um, attainable, right? So thinking about these, these smarter goals, uh, we can certainly train you to become an athlete, but it would involve, you know, orienting more variables outside your life to be conducive to that effort. So in closing, you guys, that is, uh, my choices for, um, the exercise prescriptions for athlete development, as well as strategies to improve athletic performance. And I want to end off today's show by um, talking a little bit about the fitness challenges that I'm running through um, April 15th, so or starting April 15th, rather. So if you're interested in you know, coaching personal training at a discount, I have an online program for you. We are running the Healthy Living Jumpstart Challenge as well as the Summer Slim Challenge starting April 15th. So uh, let me first break down with the Healthy Living Jumpstart Challenges. I am calling upon those individuals who maybe have not done physical activity in quite a while. Maybe you've kind of been sedentary at your job or at school or at work and life just gets you down. We haven't had the chance to focus on our exercise efforts. This is an opportunity for you to jump in um, for $10 for a 30-day jump start toward getting better at exercise and getting moving and essentially educating yourself on these foundational pieces that are going to help uh, you in the macro in the long term so that you can hopefully become more autonomous in your efforts and your fitness journey. Um, In conjunction with that running linearly, at the same time on April 15th, we have our Summer Slim Challenge. So uh, this one I'm excited about because I'm personally going to be involved in this uh, this essentially eight-week challenge. But it's broken up into two four-week blocks. And what's interesting about this is... The two four-week blocks, we're starting with one four-week block that is giving you all of the exercises you're going to want to work to be proficient at that are going to incorporate functional movement patterns and give you different looks at planes of movement. Um, And you'll notice some of these different athletic type of exercises, but all with the thought in mind of developing strength, cardiovascular uh, endurance, as well as flexibility, and ultimately weight loss so the first four week block is getting that base developed and the second four week block is going to be executing at a high intensity so we're kind of increasing the training frequency on that point and we're busting our tails to go through and improve our strength again improve the endurance and improve all these facets of holistic um, training program that You know, we want to make part of our lifestyle. So this is a way for some of our um, individuals who are looking to, you know, get started. They have had previous activity in the past. Maybe you were an athlete. Maybe you have been in the sport at some point in time. And you know what it's like to work hard and commit to a program. I really think that you can benefit from getting yourself um, up and kind of dusting off the cobwebs a bit and remembering what it's like to move in, uh, you know, a, a, kind of athletic, um, uh, type of way. And then improving upon that athleticism to, uh, perform at a higher intensity. So you can find all of those things and more, you guys, on our product page on uh, aspirationathletics.trainrise.com, you guys. So I'll leave a link in the description for all of that after uh, the show. And you can look forward to finding this podcast um, once I post-produce it on Anchor and any of your other podcast providers, Spotify, Google Podcasts. Uh, whatever you kids listen to this stuff on. Um, so I'll, I'll have all of those up and ready to go for you um, to be able to hopefully digest this content more efficiently because we do have uh, quite a bit of an extensive episode today that I was trying to avoid. But welcome to the world of podcasting. Um, but that's it for today's show, you guys. Thank you so much for all of you that have listened in and continued to support the show. Um again, you know, there's uh there was a break in between where I wasn't able to um, you know, make a post every week. So this is me catching up. This is me um I guess in a way making up for that last week that I didn't post anything. So there you have it folks, strategies to improve your athletic performance and my top 10 exercise picks for developing an athlete. Until next time, I'm your host Devin Burnison, and I'll be looking forward to chatting with all of you soon enough in another edition of Aspiration Athletics Podcast. I'll see you next time, and never forget, folks, aspire.